Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 427. And it's going to be very similar to episode number 426, because fuck all has happened in the last two weeks, and we really don't have anything to talk about. So we're just going to ramble for two hours and see if we can keep you guys awake. Uh, see if we can keep ourselves awake. Um, yeah, there's a whole there, there's a whole lot of nothing happening on. So, you know... And typically, uh, Three Down Nation is just regurgitating old stories and causing grief and hardship. And we're going to talk about a bunch of that. Um, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about Bo Levi Mitchell's comments about Rod Peterson. <laughs> this is so funny. And Christopher and Will, we'll go toe-to-toe on this one. I can pretty much guarantee that one. We've already talked a little bit about the off there, and I'm sure that Will's argument won't come on the air because he would be a real dick if he'd used it. But anyhow, coronavirus is impacting everything we do. Do we think it will impact the start of the CFL season? Yeah, maybe. Deron Carter to try out with the Arizona Cardinals. Huh? NFL? Good luck. Mike Riley is encouraged by the Lions' off-season moves. Let's see if he – how encouraged he is renegotiating his contract, right? Ah. Uh, Monday morning quarterback talks about some trends. We're going to deal with that. We're going to talk about the highest cap hit for free agency. Ooh, Sean Lemon is surprised. He's still a free agent. Well, kind of. We kind of are. Okay. And three-year-old Mosaic Stadium needs repairs. Well, you have to repair things. Otherwise, they de- go dilapidate. You know, if you don't repair things, they end up like McMahon. Okay. Anyhow, those are the subjects that we're going to talk about tonight. And we're going to get right there into it right away. Who have I got here? Actually, I've lost one of the uh, Albertans. And I wonder if it's Will. No, couldn't have been Will. Uh who have I got online here? Will, are you there? No. Lost you still, Will. You still got Phil from Alberta. So. I got Phil from Alberta. I got a 403 number, and I, I thought it was I thought it was Phil's number. So I kind of thought I'd lost Will. He's gone. I wonder if he just hung up on me. I don't know. Charles, welcome to the show, buddy. You're there. I know. And I got Mark finally. Yeah. He's he, he's he's unemployed, so he's he's online too. So Charles, Will just welcome to the show, buddy. Me. Yes. What's that? Thank you. Will just said, "Call me." It's on uh, on the chat. What does he want me to call him? <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> okay. I can call him all sorts of things. I'm good at. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Anyways, I'm doing well. Case. Sitting here. Okay, I got. Isolated. Are you isolated? Are you taking the proper precautions, Charles? I'm not hundred percent isolated. The problem is I'm an outside salesperson, so this disease is no, not good for outside salespeople because our whole job, our whole job is basically job. doing what everybody is telling us not to do. Yes, yeah, go in know, and talk and, to and, people. 
So, and, but and, basically, and basically, maybe then you should just be staying at home. Well, I'm doing a lot of a lot more stuff on the phone now. I'm basically going out looking for information, getting phone numbers, and then going home and calling people because I don't that, want to go in and talk to them. That's a smart way of doing it. And you know what? I'm responsible. sure that they would appreciate you not going yes. in there and contaminating them. Yes, I'm, I would guess so, yeah. Right, so, so it, it, yep. it's a it's a win-win for everybody there. The downside in, in, in BC here is they've closed all the pubs and, and casinos and stuff, so yep. what the fuck? What do we got to do? Nothing. Did, did you hear that? Watch birds fly. Pornhub has given free subscriptions to everybody in Italy. In Italy. They've, they've made it free to everybody in Italy because of the... Massive lockdown that they have over there. Hey, Pornhub, spread the wealth. Well, you, you know what? There, there's there's businesses that are stepping up. Did you see the thing on No Frills, which is basically law stores, extra foods, uh, uh, superstore, uh, a whole plethora of them. They're actually opening the store an hour early for all senior citizens. They've restocked all the shelves, they've cleaned the store, they've sanitized everything, and they're not letting anybody in the store that's not a senior citizen. And so that yep, these guys can great. go around and shop at their leisure and get the, the neat necessities before the hordes come in. So you'll be there tomorrow morning, Christopher? I was going to say, do you get up that early to go, Christopher? <laughs> uh, I, I'm up as early as you are, Will. Okay, and are you at the store with all the other seniors? I don't need anything from the store. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I know, I know you hoard hamburgers. I know you do. Okay. Well, you I, can't live I, without hamburgers. I stock up from Costco, and, you know, those patties, they got like 25 patties in them. I got like four or five rolls of them. So I got enough okay. burgers that will last me for a while. We're a little shy on toilet paper right now, but that's going to change, I'm sure. I mean, we do have 10 people living in this house, right? So um, we're not stockpiling and hoarding like everybody else is. We're just trying to make it through the weekend. Will's only got one patty. Yes. (laughs) My God, can I handle Saskatchewan humor tonight or not? No, that that was so sad. I know. And, yeah, and, I know that was and, bad. And Mrs. McDonald is, uh, I don't know. There is no such thing. I know, so you know Patty doesn't have, Patty kept her last name. Were you guys actually yes, married? Yes, we are. Okay. Legally I call, I've always called her Mrs. Will, and that's I, always I seemed to work to. well. I wanted to. I actually wanted to change my name because it would have gotten yeah. me into a lot of places. Yeah. Yeah. I actually had a friend of mine uh, who took his wife's name because yeah, he I had some weird it. name with twenty-eight uh, um, letters in it, and she had a real simple little six-letter word. So she took. Yeah, they well, took her name. If you phone people and tell them you're Will Smith, you'll get into a lot of places. Ah, yeah, yeah. And then and then they realize I'm white and they can't dance, okay, so. Neither can he, Kenny. Seriously? Yeah, no. no. 
so you married Patty Smythe? Patty Smith, yes. Oh, Smith, not Smythe. Smith, yes. You know Will Smith, that guy? You know that guy? Yeah, I know Will Smith, but do you know Patty okay. Smythe? No, I've heard of her, but I don't know who she is. She's from uh, the, the, the Warrior. Oh, okay. From the band Scandal? Yeah, you know no. I only listen to you know I only listen to hip hop. Come on. Yeah, I know. That's sad. Actually, I listen to everything, but if my favorite is hip hop, and I'm really becoming I, a rap aficionado lately, so. I I I don't think I have any comment on this. Well, I'm sure you're speechless because. Totally. You know. And completely. Well, I mean, just imagine what it's like when Will McDonald, pasty, old, fat, white Will, pulls up next to people at a red light, and he's got rap music blaring out of his speakers. What do you think they're thinking? They're just, they they think they're dreaming because they can't believe it. Loser. And yes, I do have a dance party in the front seat of my car, too, so... I mean, oh, I, I think video of that and a, a couple of times people, I think, have called the police or EMS because they're thinking I'm having a seizure, but that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you can't laugh at yourself, you can't laugh at anybody, can you? That's nope. true. And it, it, we laugh but, at you all the time. I know. I know. And, and I do that for your amusement, totally. I was just going to say, anyone in Calgary, if you drive up on Will doing this, please videotape and send a picture. I mean, think of it, Charles. Think of it. Think of it. Fat, white, pasty Will in his, as as a former host of this this podcast would say, in the old woman's Subaru, okay? And he's and he's jamming to rap music. Just just picture that, man. It's nothing let, like you'll ever see. I really would love to see that. I am so, actually kind of like, like that would be a viral that would be a viral video. It really would. I I think it would be, you know. No. And I'm, I'm, I'm people, not going to kick. Nowadays people are thinking the apocalypse has has begun, okay? So yeah. And there's a zombie driving Will's car. Mark, there welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? It's been a long time. What the hell? Yes, it is. Well, I don't have to be up at 3 o'clock in the morning tomorrow because That's I don't because have a job to go no to guests. until around June. That's right. Yeah, I'm hoping to be back to work around June. Although we're having another meeting about it tomorrow. So. It's kind How of do understandable people survive that. this? Not sure. You know, it's kind of understandable that people don't want to be in a banquet room or anything like that. I guess I get it. Yeah, yeah. I get it. 100% I get it. I, would, yeah, I just I don't, don't understand how people, are supposed, how people are supposed to pay their mortgages. Yeah. yeah well, you know, that a massive amount of money you get from unemployment. One of the guys I was working with, we were laughing. We were tempted to trip each other down the stairs and hope we broke our legs because we could make more money. 
decided against it. Okay, let's talk some football. Phil, you there? We got you online. We got Charles online. We got Will. We got Mark. We got a full slate of, uh, of football talking here tonight, and we're going to talk coronavirus. No, we're going to talk football. Okay, segment one. Bo Levi Mitchell comments on Rod Peterson. Okay, now Rod Peterson called – I don't think he really called Bo, Bo out. He just basically said that Bo Levi Mitchell is a mentally weak person. He's insecure, and you know, which is kind of weird because most people think that he's a little arrogant. But um, Rod calls him out, and then Bo Levi Mitchell responds in the most intellectual way possible and says, Rod Peterson's an idiot. Okay, whenever you call somebody a name, you've lost the argument. It's over. Okay? If you cannot come up, you cannot articulate a better response than you're an idiot, then you have, you've just proved Rod Peterson's point. So I don't even know how this is discussable. Bo Bo Levi Mitchell is a mentally weak person. Case closed. What are your what's your thoughts on this subject? Well, Roddy hurt. Oh, no, 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 Bill, Bill, hang on, hang on. I said Will because we we've been going toe to toe. I want Will to respond. I here. was I was wondering. I thought you said Will, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, All no, right. no, well, it's Will. I, I had, uh, sorry, Phil. I'll get to you. Come so on. When 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 did when did this when did this discussion take place? Oh, it's got to be months ago. It's got to be. I think this is just dragging talking, something up. Are we talking years ago? It, now, it, 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 was on it could. Go ahead, Phil. No, sorry. I just point out to you guys. It was. It was on a podcast recently, though, that he's being quoted. But like no, a week no, and a half. This ago. all stems. This all stems from something way before that. Yeah. That's correct. October 2018. Yep. Okay. So now, if I'm correct, Rod Peterson was uh, the voice of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders back then. Is that correct? Yeah, I think he was. Okay. So I would think that you would have thought everybody is mentally weak except for guys who play for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders because he was the biggest homer I've ever heard in my life. Although, without, without question. Although, although I do, and I don't do it as often as other ones, but I do occasionally listen to his show in the morning when I when I catch it. And you know what? It's pretty good. Who the I, Rod Peterson actually, show? Yes, yes, the Rod Peterson show is actually pretty good. I, I'm okay. I'm impressed. He's really stepping out from his green green era. And, uh, and and actually becoming a CFL reporter or celebrity and, and or, he, he, or he media personality. He does have interesting people on there. Yeah. Okay. Nick Lewis is always on there lately. And uh, he did show, give a shout-out to Todd Mogi yesterday. Yeah, what was that about? Um, Todd Mogi told him that his show is 
much better when Nick Lewis is on it. And so then, who gave, who gave Todd the shout out, Nick or or Rod? Todd Mogi gave Nick the shout out, but he did it on 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 Rod Peterson's show. And Rod Peterson, he must read things, comments off of somewhere, and he said Todd Mogi. Yeah, and then in the same, and then in the same comment, Todd Mogi asked him to unblock him from his Facebook page. Because I guess Rod Peterson must have blocked him, and Rod really? Peterson said he didn't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. I, I was impressed. But yeah, you know what? Believe I argue with Rod Peterson. Like I said, it doesn't deserve a comment. You know, and and part of the thing that came up is because since Rod Peterson has gotten his show, he wants Bo Levi Mitchell to come on his show, and Bo Bo Levi Mitchell will not come on his show. So that's pretty much I I I wouldn't blame him. Neither would I. At this point, Um, no. But in the last two years, just in Bo Levi's defense. In the last two, he has pretty much disappeared from all the social media stuff. And I don't know if he was ordered to do that. He says it's because he wants to, wanted to concentrate more on what he was supposed to be doing. And the year he did go off that stuff he was supposed to be concentrating on, he did win a great cup. So, there you go. So I really, I, I really have nothing to say about it. I mean, I'm, I'm over the part where people insult Olivier Mitchell. It is what it is. Okay, it's not a big deal. Oh, this was less than dramatic. Okay. I know you were looking for drama. I wasn't going to give it to you. Well, you, you did off the air, and then you just, you, you ate that oh, right. one because you can't bring it on the air. No, I was I expecting can't. something else. No. And I, okay. and I wouldn't make, I mean, you know, I mean, because you guys know me quite well off the air, yes. you know my, you know my opinions on certain things. And I usually will not put them on the air because I don't want Christopher to get hate mail. So, okay. just saying. Well, just for that, I'm going to give you a special St. Patrick's Day gift, Okay. Oh, there it is. It beeped at us. Yep. There you go. Just for you, Will. So it, it, right is Saint Patrick's. it is St. Patrick's Day, okay? And that's the only day that green is allowed anywhere. Okay? And uh, it, this is the first time in, uh, what, a couple hundred years that the pubs are closed in Ireland on St. Patrick's Day. Busy mm-hmm. day of the year for them, and they are closed. And Christopher, how did you know those are my two favorite things in life? Well, they're my two favorite things in life, so hey, I thought I'd share. I love okay, the Irish. Cool. It, the, the problem is, is they don't go away. Okay, they just sit there and repeat over and over and over again until people start That's to talk and make them go off the top. Well, it's distracting. Very much okay. so. Yeah. 
You got to just, I had to close the window. Okay. So, uh, Charles, what do you got to say on Rod Peterson and uh, Bo Levi Mitchell having this little tiff? And, it, and, yeah, it happened a long time ago, and it just got brought up recently in another podcast, and Three Down Nation just has to make something about it because well, yeah, there's nothing else to talk about. Yeah. That's what Three Down Nation does. Um, to me, it's very high schoolish. It really is. It, it's it's childish, I think. Um, um, but you know what? Hey, it's got to sound giving us something to talk about if uh, worse comes to worse. But I mean, it, this is something like you'd see in a high school. It's two guys, grown men, trading barbs back and forth. Is there a purpose to it? No. But you know what? I guess it makes them makes them feel better. So um, uh, whatever. I mean, it is what it is. But uh, you know, it's like it's childish, but kind of funny. I think though. Um, I don't. Bully by Mitchell. You're a professional athlete. Rise above it. Enough of crap. Players should not be sending out barbs and insults to media members. No, they shouldn't. Mitchell should just Stupid. shut up. Yep. That's all I got. Okay, Mark, what's your thoughts on this one? I can go real quick. Um, they're both idiots. Who cares? It must be deep into the off season to have this dredged up. It's, I really don't care. Phil, well, I, you have something to say about it. So. I don't understand why all of a sudden it's up and it, it's made news again. I mean, we're talking about April 2018. Yep. They're both idiots. Just go away. Let's yeah, football, please, real football. I don't know. Phil, you got anything to add to this? You know I do. You know, it, it really comes down to Bo Levi Mitchell getting his feelings hurt. And it, and it was and it was too bad because, you know, it, it was one of the most memorable calls in, in CFL broadcast history, the Bo Levi shut your mouth comment. And, and it, it was all in jest. And it was good marketing for the league. Uh, probably the most played YouTube clip in the history of the CFL. Um, but, you know, I've got to say Roddy was right uh, about Bo's mental weakness. Now, this is just on the surface. It just appears this way. It, it could be so much that, that Bo realizes what Roddy realizes, is that any publicity is good publicity, and uh, he's playing along as well. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on that, and I'm not going to come right out and say that BLM has... Uh, He's in a weak mental state. I don't think that's fair for me to say. But, you know, Rod's new show, it's been fantastic for the CFL, and, and it's loved by the players around the league. And, and uh, there's been no show anywhere in, in any market that has gone out and interviewed so many CFL players from every market. And, and it's been very much appreciated by the players around the league. They love the promotion that Rod's been doing, and uh, none of this is negative. 
In my opinion. That's all I got. Okay, well, we can bypass this. Oh, is she still there? Oh, my God. Okay, uh, coronavirus is impacting everything in our lives. Mark doesn't have a job, and Charles has to stay home and kind of do things a little better. Uh, me, I'm actually out trying to find a friend. No, just joking. Uh, how will this impact the start of the CFL season? Now, I know the schools in Alberta have closed down. A lot of schools are closing down in March. Some are closing down till uh, you know spring break plus another week. But in Alberta, they've actually closed down until September. They're not taking any chances. It's just over for the school kids in there, which is kind of depressing because you know they don't get to go. There's no grad. I mean, these are kids who who just lost their final year in high school. That kind of blows. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, it's impacting everything. So how will it impact the CFL? How is it doing it now? Well, BC Lions have canceled their um, their uh, cheerleader tryouts. They've t- canceled a couple of uh, free agent camps down in Texas. Uh, how how is it going to affect uh, training camp? Training camp is like what six weeks away, seven weeks away. Uh, will we be able to have training camp this year? How will this affect the season? It's, this is more – This I have never been afraid of the CFL not starting on time because of a strike, because of a CBA issue. This, however, could impact the start of our CFL season. What's your thoughts, mm-hmm. guys? Coming around the board. Mark, you start. Well, when you consider this really started in China, what, three months ago? Yeah. It's been hitting Canada for two weeks, three weeks? Something like that. On the good side, maybe three months, maybe, that you'll be able to actually do anything. It's not starting on time. There's no way in hell. No, you Are they going to have an abbreviated training camp? You can't. You can't abbreviate the training camp. We had enough injuries last year. So there's no way in hell. It sucks. I wouldn't be surprised if the first two or three games are played in empty stadiums. So you think that they, they can actually have a training camp and then Eventually. go play football without fans? And and, well, and, and we can all watch it on TV, which would be okay with me. Yeah. They're going to have to have a training camp just to get the guys in shape. Yeah, they come in, they work out, blah, blah, blah. But they're not in game shape. You can't just expect them to go right into the season. There was enough injuries last year. I think they're in a lot better game shape than what players were 20 years ago. Oh, no, for sure, definitely. But it's still it's yeah. a whole different thing when there's no hitting in training camps and stuff. So if you abbreviate it even further. There's being in shape and then there's being in game shape. That's two different things. Yeah. Right. You look okay. at the NHL. The NHL is going to have a, a mini training camp when and if they ever come back. Well, they so kind of have, have two to. training camps. Well, yeah, it'll be the same thing with the CFL. They have to have a training camp. 
Yeah, okay. So here, what if what if we take the players and the coaching staff and we lock them down for two weeks, okay? And then you have a training camp with no outside interference. They're in an absolute lockdown, and then they can go and have. Now, all teams would have to do this because you don't want one team to go play another team who has just been contaminated. Right. But could you do this? Could could this could this happen? I don't you think could. so. Mm, I, don't know, I think you could. Locking down a hundred players because you got all the guys well, you're bringing in. I, I I think you have to cut your roster down real fast. Oh yeah. But you know, like let's use the BC Lions as an example because I know them. Okay, and and if you guys want to tell what your teams do, then go. Right, BC Lions hold their training camp at. Um, Kamloops. In Kamloops. At, why can't I remember the name of it? Oh, Thompson. Thompson, Uni- Thompson Rivers University. Isn't it? TRU. Uh, yeah, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Right? Thompson Rivers University. Um, the school shut down. Okay? So there's no students around. So it would be very easy for you to house these guys in the dorms because they usually hire, they, they get the dorms because it's kind of the end of the school season. So if everybody's packed up and left, why can't you lock these guys down in there? Bring in your own support staff. Uh, do, you, you got free run of the place. You could do the kitchen. You could do anything you want in there. And be a complete lockdown from the outside world. I, I don't see why it's not possible. Now, I don't know where your teams do your, your training camp, but is that not a, a viable? or a feasible way of doing things? I could see it. They could without the hotels that are going to close. They could just use those here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't need maid service. You don't need all of this sort of stuff. You know, you can take care of it yourselves. Yeah, but I think Mark is right. I think the first two games of the regular of the CFL season, they might play without fans because they may not be allowed to have groups yet. I don't know. Well, if they start remotely, let's say they start August for the regular season, mm-hmm. that'll still be, as far as we know, we don't know. That could still be the tail end of the virus. They can't have fans. No, There's no way you can put people in the stands. No, I was supposed to go to the Monster Truck Monster Jam last weekend, and it got canceled on us. So was I. And it's been rescheduled to July. And is could that be being rescheduled after that? Yeah. Now, I know I did read something today. I don't know who put it out saying that at least one team has been told that there'd be no disruption to the season. Now, I don't know who that came from, and I don't know how uh, accurate that is. I don't know where that's coming from. So, Don't quote me, but I think that's Farhan Wildy that tweeted it. Was that Farhan? Okay, I'm not, well, not sure. I it may have been. I just don't see 
Anybody else want to go on it? Yeah. Let's hear some. Anybody? Phil, Phil, what's your thoughts? Come on, buddy. Speak up. I, I don't know what to say, but you guys have some pretty good ideas there already. Cause, but the reason I don't know what to say is like, we all got to admit we're in uncharted territory here. And yeah. I'm sure the commissioner of the league and the board of governors will agree with that, too. And uh, it's going to be a long time before we know. And uh, I'm, But I am sure there's going to be some sort of impact either a shortened season or some games without fans. Wow. I, I just wish we weren't facing this right now. Uh, the CFL has been so entertaining. And mm-hmm. It's a niche and it's survival, I think, is uh, for its survival. It, it, needs, it, it needs to stay away from impacts like this more than maybe other leagues. And um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if by fall we're not seeing uh, the Canadian Football League looking to government like so many other industries are for, uh, for help and support, you know, to get through this. Uh, I'm sure it's going to likely come to something like that. And But that's just where we are. It's where we are as a nation. It's where we are as a world. So I guess we just got to go with, roll with the punches. That's all I got. William, you're a football fanatic. How are you going to deal with yeah, it? Yeah, well, well, I'm still in shock because somebody told me the season wasn't going to start on time, okay? That's the first time I've heard that. Um, XFL What was that? Charles says we do not know that for a fact. I mean, we don't know that for a fact. That's just what we're no, talking about. I, People I, have suggested I, it. I get that, and, and I wish I could... I wish I could speculate on what's going to happen. And, I mean, like Christopher said, they've closed the schools here. And, and they haven't officially announced, I don't think yet, Christopher, that they're not going to open till September again. But that is the overall thought process around here, okay? Um, yep. And apparently lots of them are doing video schools now and so on and so forth. Because I know my, my stepson's girlfriend is a teacher and she's been at school every day this weekend they're trying this e-learning stuff online so um but i don't know i i still haven't wrapped my entire head around this whole virus concept and and i and i get i get the part where they're trying so this does not spread i completely get that i don't necessarily think I agree with it as far as they've gone, but that's just me. Um, I, I I sit in a big office at work, and everybody's scared to come into my office, so nobody breathes on me or touches me or messes with but my they, stuff. But they're afraid to come into your office because you're an asshole, not because you could possibly be con- contaminated with COVID-19. Well, well, and at this point in time, it doesn't really matter why they don't come into my office, right? Just be thankful they don't come in there. That's what I said all along, right? Being an asshole is best against this virus, okay? Because nobody is near you. I I don't like people 
I kind of put up that aura, then people stay away. There you go. And, and the best part of for me is that I've gotten numerous announcements this week that sales guys aren't going to come to my office anymore. And I'm like, okay, cool. I don't have to waste some of my hours in my day. Okay. But I will miss the free lunches. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm still, I mean, this thing changes every single day. And if they're going to go by the protocol that all these other countries are going on, then, yeah, you're probably looking at two or three months. And I don't know what's going to be left after two or three months. So I, I don't think, and believe it or not, guys, the CFL is not a priority for me right now because it's the least of my worries. Yeah. Fair enough. So, you know, hey, so I mean. Just for the record here, hang on. The Calgary Herald, three days ago, have said announced that schools, Alberta schools, will not open till September, and the reason is, it that they decide to close the schools, it will be considered a long-term closure. The pandemic will not end in a matter of weeks. There won't be a clear opportunity to reopen schools, likely not till September at the earliest. Right. So yeah, it's, they're done. Be. BC then, shut the schools down today. What's that? Right, but are you saying BC shut their schools down today? Yeah. But I mean, has everybody done that across Canada? I mean, I don't, I don't Virtually. care what Alberta says. I don't care what Alberta says. What's what's the federal government saying, and what are what's their plans? And, and you know what, guys, this stuff is so. Up in the air, I mean, here, here's one for you, okay? And I don't like to pick on BC, but I will mention two people that I know quite well. They just came back from Mexico on Sunday, okay? And what are you supposed to do when you come back from Mexico or from any Self-isolate. Self-quarantine for two weeks. For, for two weeks, correct? Correct. Yep. So... One of them is, okay, and the other one was going to, but she called work and told them that, and they said, no, 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 you can't do that. You just come to work and wear a mask. It doesn't uh, work. That's not ask right. Me what, ask me what she does for a living. What does she do for a living? She's a recovery nurse. Oh, my Lord. Oh, good Lord. Okay, is that hypocritical or what? <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, and when, when, when she told me that, I could not believe my ears. And I thought she was messing with me, but she told me she wasn't messing with me. Yeah. So... There, there's a get, lot of people in this world that do not are not in this country that are not taking this seriously. Correct. Okay? They're they they're just they're not taking it seriously enough. I mean, the the people in my small town are taking it very seriously. If a pub closes in this town, people are taking it serious. Okay? That's just a fact, okay? No bars. When you're in a redneck town, that's kind of one of the things. 
Okay, yep. let's move on from this. We can stop this. Don Carter gets a tryout with the Arizona Cardinals. Do does he have a chance to stick in the NF, NFL? Can I ask one question on this whole thing? If does he have a chance? Can I ask the question? Can I ask this? You can does ask Chris Trevler ha- like that. Does Chris does Chris Trevler have a chance? Chris Trevler made the team. Well, he didn't make the team. Well, he got well, signed anyway. Well, he got a pretty hefty signing bonus. Yep. I don't think so, did he? Yeah, he did. He got a signing bonus. They actually paid him upfront money. Many CFL players don't get a signing bonus, period. Most no, of them don't. That. Adam Big Hill did. Cam Wick did. Not a lot of mm-hmm. To be perfectly honest, in regards to uh, Deron Carter, I think he's got the talent stick down there. They will not put up with his attitude. It has changed a lot in the last two years. I don't think he caught any attitude last year. Did you see it, Charles? Actually, to be fair, no, he didn't really. But I don't know. I think he's a few years too late to be in the NFL. He's too old. The odds are this is just the Arizona Cardinals looking for bodies for training camp. And he's expensive. Yes, he is. And okay. his dad is probably getting tired of supporting him right now. So, Well, he's probably making some pretty serious donations down there. Did you, any of you guys yeah. watch the 10 top crazy CFL moments? Pretty spectacular, weren't they? There's some weird well, we know shit the one you like. What was, I'm sorry, what was that? We know the one you like the most. Well, number one. I think everybody likes yep. it. It's the number one top ten crazy moments. There's, there's some honorable mentions. There's a whole pop thing. But number one kind of made made the top list for, for a reason. But well, was the on some, there by the fan? I love that one, eh? <laughs> Guys, guy interceptions, running for a touchdown, and the fan on the sidelines trips him. Down he goes, like a rock. Yep. So what was number one? I'm curious. Oh, uh, the 2009 uh, Grey Cup game finished. Oh, of course. That's the one that Phil can't can't talk about. Yeah. Slow week in sports, gentlemen, for stories like this to come out. So that, that's why I really didn't pay attention this week. I, I never, I didn't, never did see this this story. Well, actually, this said. Top 10 crazy moments in sports. Uh, it was pretty good, but it, it came out in September of uh, 2015. There may have been crazier moments since then. I mean, it. Milt Stegall's, uh last second touchdown run yep. on Edmonton it made it as well, right? As it should. And, and, and so did that, that, the guy 
Phelps, the field goal for a million dollars, the big brawl with uh, the BC Lions and uh, oh, or Adam Rita and and then Adam Rita and Jeff Reinbold, Reinbold getting into it, and uh, yeah, there, there was some pretty pretty freaky things that happened in there. That that head stomp by Ishmael. Okay. I just thought it was pretty good. Uh, there's a link on the Let's Talk CFL page if anybody wants to watch. This is a pretty spectacular little show. Uh, check them out. Ten, top ten crazy moments in the CFL. Okay, uh, we're going to ditch Deron Carter and hang him down to uh, Mike Riley is encouraged by the Lions' off-season moves. How do we rate their off-season? Well, their off-season is going to be a little bit longer than most, I think, because... <clears throat> Doesn't look very promising. Charles, kick off here with this one. Well, I be honest, I really like uh, what the Lions have done with their off season. Now, have they done everything that I wanted them to do? No, they could use a another offensive lineman. I think. Uh, I wouldn't have mind seeing them get a little bit stronger at running back. But uh, they've done some good things. They've totally rebuilt their defensive line. Um, they brought in uh, Riker Matthews, a uh, big signing on the offensive line. So maybe Mike Riley isn't always on his back looking up at the lights this season. So I like what they've done. Uh, has, have they had a perfect offseason? No, no team teams never normally do. But uh, yeah, I like I like what they've done, and so I'm not surprised Riley's liked what they've done. They they've given him uh, a few more weapons uh, at receiver. Uh, they gave him a coach. So, yeah, that's too. They gave him a, bring brought him a coach. They brought in an offensive coordinator that he's used to working with. So yeah, I, I'm not surprised Riley's happy with it. Not or that he's happy with it because I think they've done a good job. Uh, do they still have more to do? Yes, uh, for sure they do. But uh, they're definitely, I think, trending in the right direction. And I think Mike Riley sees that as well. He did con- Did you see his comment about his building his new house? I did not. Okay, so thankfully with the, new con- the page. with the construction of my new house, I saw this pandemic coming years ago when I designed the home. I have a bidet in my bathroom now. I don't have to race with the rest of the folks down to Costco for <laughs> tissue. That's certainly a plus. <laughs> yeah. That's, everything's funny. Okay. So, BC sucks. Mark, what's your thoughts on the BC Lions offseason movement? Are you going to be able to continue can... saying that? Christopher, they, they can go they undefeated. It, they can go 18 and 0, and you're gonna get BC sucks. You should know that by now. Um, yeah, you know they have made some great moves on the offense. It'll still be interesting to watch the O line because that's the key. I don't care if they brought in 55 NFL top 10 receivers. If he's on his back, he's not throwing the football. And what uh, I don't understand why they don't want a running game. 
BC seems to think you can only throw the football. They brought in a ton of receivers again. They've done this before. Their offense is going to be high-powered. But are they going to be able to slug out a game without a running game? And I don't know if they did enough on the defense. We'll see. They have improved a lot. I don't know if they've improved enough. I don't think they're done. And it's, well, they don't have a whole lot of money left. How do you know that? Just basing on the contracts. You know the contracts of these players. You can do the math and tell us exactly where they sit on cap hit. You can do that. Can you? Can you share with the rest of us? Because I have no fucking idea. I have some well, speculations. Well, we know what Riley makes. I have some assumptions. We know what Riley makes. We know what Make, Riley makes. makes. Yeah. It was just reported, I believe it was in last week's free agent thing, that they brought somebody in about $25,000 over his market value. Um, you go with four players, you're at almost, what, one and a half million bucks, if not more. That's how you do it. And I know they haven't had training camps, so they haven't had cuts. But I think where they may get dinged up a bit is if they do get injuries, do they have backups because they're paying so much for everybody else? That's all I'm saying. I just have a problem with people trying to speculate what each team's cap level is at this point in time because nobody has any fucking idea. Except for where they've reported the contracts. Yeah, you can add those. You can add those up. Sure you can, okay? But that doesn't mean that you can deal with the rest of the team. There is supposed to be, what, 46 men on the team? you got to speculate what everybody has. And and I don't think that a fan. Well, you know what the, the league minimum these is. These contracts are not up front and posted. If they were, I would love it because then I could follow it and I could track where they're taking their cap hit right now. But we don't. They don't. So we have no idea. So even to, to bring this subject up is ludicrous and ridiculous. Because it's okay, no different then. than Calgary. It's no different than Winnipeg. Winnipeg is is probably closer to the top of the cap than BC is, and Montreal is it over it? Not anymore. What do you mean? They'll just cut everybody near the end, the start of the season, just like BC is going to have to. There's going to be a lot well, of guys. That's the other thing is, it, if they're over the cap now, it doesn't matter. It only matters no, when the after cutdowns. No, not at all. They also, I, I also had uh, heard they are restructuring Riley's and Chung's contracts. Yep. I've heard the same. So, you know, take what you want. Phil. I like it. To get back to the original question, I like what the BC Lions have done in the off season on paper. We're gonna 
We're going to talk later on the show about uh, Sean Lemon. But yeah. let's just look at the defensive line to begin with. And, Christopher, you're correct in saying if you don't have your offensive and defensive lines shored up, forget about receiver because right now the CFL is sitting on a plethora of talent at wide receiver. Like we've never seen, or like mm-hmm. I've never seen. I agree right? with Some that. Some of you guys are older than me. And uh, so I, I really like their moves because their moves were along the offensive and defensive lines. And not only that, when you, when you, when you look at like a, what a year ago would have been the biggest splash in the CFL in signing Micah Johnson, they, they pulled him in for $190,000 or something like that, about a fifty dollars or $60,000 discount from what he earned last year, just to begin with. They completely rebuilt that line. Uh, who's the defensive end? I'm sorry that they brought in. I, I, it just escapes me right now. And uh, and then signed an, another uh, uh, defensive tackle in J.R. Tavares. Yeah. Um, yet to be seen what's going to happen with the old man there on the, at the other the other end. It sounds like he's probably going to retire, Odell Willis. But uh, they're well, starting. He, he's not a GT lion. They don't. He, it's not under contract. Yeah. He's a and, free agent, uh, and BC has not offered him a contract. No. What I've seen from success from the like re- teams with recent success in the CFL, including the Calgary Stampeders, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and Saskatchewan Roughriders here in the West, um, their success and strength came a lot from their offensive and defensive lines, and uh, the couple of huge acquisitions along the offensive line, and now you say like a, uh, a pay cut come from Suk Chung, who was the big offseason acquisition on the O line for the Lions last year. Uh, on paper, I, I got to give uh, Ed Hervey a lot of credit. I, I think he is uh, putting the money in the right places. And this this season, uh, uh, a guy like Deron Carter, uh, not paying him that maybe hundred and a half ish, um, with, with this so much talent around the league at receiver, uh, I, I'm uh, I'm a, I'm on Team Hervey right now as far as thinking he did a, he did a good job in the off season. Okay. William, let's see your input on this. Um, you got some something witty? No, nothing witty at all. I, I'm okay. actually quite impressed with BC this year so far. But if you remember correctly, I was impressed with them two years ago too, and they did squat. Okay. Yeah. Because they had that they had that great receiving core that was gonna go well. And they didn't have a quarterback. And then last yes. year they had a quarterback, but they didn't have an offensive line. So I mean, football is pretty basic, and it's been basic forever. You don't win unless you have defensive and offensive lines, like Phil was saying. And investing money into those people is the key to the whole thing. And BC, I mean, they got Mika Johnson. They've got the guy who's often been compared to Mika Johnson, and he's a long-time BC line. What's his name? Defensive tackle. I can't remember his name. He's a very large guy, like Mika Johnson. And they brought in uh, the guy from Calgary who had 10 sacks as a rookie, and he's only going to have an upside, you would think. Chris Mm -hmm. Casher. Casher, right. 
And so they are looking up. But bottom line is, and on top of that, the thing Phil did not mention is they have a real coaching staff this year. Okay? Makes all the difference in the world, as you guys can tell from last year. Okay, you, not, so, you didn't like Nick Lewis? Um, I didn't mind Nick Lewis, but, you know, I'm thinking, you know, it's okay to have a couple of player coaches Rookies. on a team, but the, whole te- but the whole coaching staff can't be player coaches because then you have debacles, okay? So, yeah, BC should be better this year. There's no doubt about it, but... You know, I, I I've heard I've heard a number of rankings this year, and people are all over the place with their rankings. So I can't rank BC. Starts, I, I, I honestly, as as a hardcore BC Lions fan, I'm not going to rank them higher than where they they finished the season last year. I'm from Missouri. Well, Show I'm, me. I'm going to rank them higher, but not that much higher. You know. Okay. Well, and once again. Once again, what we're going to head into this year is the West is going to be stacked. There's no doubt about it. You got you got at least four teams that should be good. Okay, and I never count There's Saskatchewan. There's a possibility you could have five. Well, yeah, but I don't ever count Saskatchewan, so because they're not a team as far as I'm concerned. So, um, but yeah, so. But once again, you got to get through this virus thing, and you got to get through all that stuff, and then you got to look at injuries, and and who knows, who knows, man, who knows? BC on paper is better. There's no doubt about it. So let's see. Let's see. That's all I can say. Yeah. So let. I'm I'm changing subjects. I'm going back to this coronavirus. Did you hear what uh, North Korea did with their their first and only case of coronavirus? They shot them. They shot them. They shot them. (laughs) No, they didn't. Did they? No, they did. They really did. They executed them. Oh, my God. So anybody test positive in North Korea gets terminated. Talk about self isolation, man. I would be staying home. Yep. Not they going isolated to that. them all right. Yeah, they did. Yeah. It's a good thing we have North Korea in this world just to remind us of the other end of the spectrum. Yep. Okay, come on, speak up. What are we going to talk about here? Mike Riley is encouraged by the off-season moves. So is everybody else here by the sounds of it. Do we think that it's enough? I don't think it's enough. Are we? Is it going to be better? Yes. Is it going to be enough better to jump to get a playoff position? I hope so. BC's not used to being out of the playoffs. We've been out of the playoffs two of the last three years, and the one year that we made it was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. 
We're not we're not like the Winnipeg Blue Bombers who are used to missing the playoffs year in year out. You know that's not good for the BC Lions. Okay, so moving on. Pat Steinberg's Monday morning quarterback talking about three trends heading into the season. Let's discuss these. Have you guys read these three trends? How can we discuss uh, them? Briefly. I haven't read them. Clark. I have. You have. Yes. Go ahead. New quarterback. Well, the emergence of four fresh quarterbacks. That's oh, number awesome. one. Vernon awesome. Adams, Cody Fajardo, Dane Evans, and Nick Arbuckle. Except Dane Evans is the only one here that's actually being in the backup position, considering they still signed to a much larger contract. The thing with Evans and Masoli is, now mind you, with the season up in the air for when it's starting, Masoli may be ready in time. Mm-hmm. But going on just, <laughs> I guess going on, say the season starts on time, Masoli's on probably the sixth game. So Dane Evans is the starting quarterback. I love all these new young quarterbacks all of a sudden. There was only, what, three years ago we were saying that there was no good young quarterbacks in the CFL. And that's flipped. Completely flipped. Oh, I don't know if we've ever said that. Really, Mark, have we? Well, I've heard people say it. Yeah, there's been some seasons where the quarterbacks, it was all the older guys. There was no good young quarterbacks that none of us had ever heard of. Mm. Cody Fajardo's been in the league, what, two, three years? Five. Kind of, sort of knew who he was. Dane Evans, nope. Arbuckle, nope. It was just another guy to stand behind BLM. These guys have all stepped up. Vernon Adams, they've all stepped up. It's awesome to have this much quarterback talent again. It makes the league back into what it is. Fun. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you think about three years ago, we had we, – the, the talk was all about James Franklin backing up Mike Riley in Edmonton, right? And mm-hmm. and how and how great Drew Willie was in Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and, and Jonathan Jennings. We were talking about some really high-caliber young quarterbacks four, five, four, three, four years ago. None of them yep. materialized. In yeah. Awesome. And that doesn't mean these guys will either. They're just There's no us. guarantees. No, they just showed some promise. No, oh, definitely the definitely the jury's out on all of them. Yeah, but there is the potential to have a lot of good young quarterbacks for a while. Yeah, and but I'm there's always that. that potential. Not, I mean, not that long ago, had a. We had Trevor Harris was a, a you know up and coming quarterback behind Henry nope, Burr. You, you, I've always said the same thing about him, so I can go on that one. But yeah. these guys are all starting quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. That's okay. the thing. They're not backups like James Franklin was. 
And who knows, Franklin still could pan out. We don't know. Nick Arbuckle was a backup last year. Fact. Bernard yeah, Mann and became the starter. Last year. Fact. He, Cody Pichardo was, was a backup. Is he Fact. a backup? Are any of them backups this year? Coming up. Dane Evans could be. Dane Evans is. Could be. Could and be. the season started on time. He is the starting quarterback. That's, so you, uh, the backup fact is last year, not this year. We're talking this year. Those are all going to be starting quarterbacks. I mean, and if you think about it, some guys have to step up, you know, coming up this yeah. year because, let's face it, Mike Riley is, is getting old. Okay, he's what? Got another 31 years left in him? Two, three years, and it might, might, you know, he might be on the downward end. He's actually Bo thirty. Mitchell will be, Bo Levi Mitchell will be hitting thirty, I think, pretty quick. So yeah, it's interesting that there are some young guys there, because um, and and one of them, or two of them, are gonna have to step up and take it to a new level and be the guy. You know, the next superstar in the CFL. I, I'm looking at the guys now, and I, I don't know who that's going to be. Because, once again, most of these guys are first-year starters coming into this year. They'll be first-year starters. They started most of the season last year, but that was because of injuries. So, technically, they were still the backup. So, let's see what happens. It's... You know what? It's gonna be it's gonna be an exciting year to see who who rises and who doesn't. So it'll be an interesting year. And it's one thing to come off the bench uh, during the season and become a starter, uh, guys. Especially if you haven't had a lot of starting time before, where teams don't have a lot of you know film on you. It's a whole different ball game when you're starting as the man right from training camp and you played some starter and the teams now they've seen you and they know your tendency. So it's a different world for these guys this year. These guys are coming in as starters as opposed to coming off the bench. So it's not quite the same thing. And the other thing you got to look at is, and, and in my opinion, this is just my early thoughts in the season coming up, the guy who's, gonna get take a beating this year and and we'll see if he is a real good quarterback or not is gonna be Nick Arbuckle. Because I yep. think the Ottawa team is gonna be horrible this year. Uh-huh. And Nick Arbuckle he's he's in for a long year. I'm sorry. Because it's not the Calgary organization. That team has not done nearly enough to, not to get better. Close. Not even close. So, I mean, you know, we we probably have a pretty good idea that uh, that uh, oh my God, Dane Evans is going to do well in Hamilton this year. But he, the neat thing about that is he's going to have eventually him and Mazzoli are going to push each other continuously, and and I can see. I can see before the end of this season, one of them getting traded. 
who's traded to where? Wherever. Somebody's going to need a quarterback, trust me. At some point. Whether injury or whatnot. I yeah, agree. well, that's what I'm thinking. If one of the starters on the other teams get hurt, it could be uh, it could be one of them looking for a quarterback. And I and I still think Bazzoli would actually look pretty good in Winnipeg. <laughs> so, and as much as I don't want to see Zach Kolaris get hurt this year, there's a good possibility. But then again, we've never seen the the set. Who's the second string guy in Winnipeg right now, Mark? What's his name? Uh, McGuire. McGuire, right. You never know. You never know about him because he's never had a chance. They didn't give him a chance last year either. I think he played three plays. Yeah. They they put in a broken Chris Trevler rather than let, let's start calling him Toby McGuire rather than putting him in. So. No, no, the Bombers fans because they – you know how we love backup quarterbacks so much. Uh, Mick Goat is his nickname already, as in the greatest of all time. Mick Goat, oh, my God. <laughs> They're building the statue. And that's a good drop-in for today, too, Mark, uh, considering the news about the Goat. <laughs> did, did, have, hey, hey, Mark, have they put Chris Trevler's, uh statue next, next to Bud Grant's yet or not? Not yet, no. I'm, I'm sure they're getting it ready. I'm sure they're getting it ready. And my question is, will the statue be him in a fur coat with a with a Canadian flag on his chest? I hope sure. so. That would be awesome. That would be cool. I'd actually go to see that. Chris Drabler couldn't hold a flame to... Uh, Mr. Plowin, the plane, do you any plane? Plane. Or, or uh, of course, Saskatchewan's favorite Winnipeg Blue Bomber, uh, the uh, coach of the Melbourne Millionaires and Yorkton Terriers. Uh, oh, sorry, had the name there. You go, you go ahead there, uh, Mark. Um, Jerry James. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, well. He'll be there. You know, he did spend one entire season with the team. Two, sorry, two. So. If I could just and wait Will, on with the that question. statue, will have to be a bottle of Fireball. Got to have the bottle of Fireball in his hand. I just want to get back to the to the subject, guys. There, uh, of, the, of these four quarterbacks mentioned, Vernon Adams Jr., Cody Fajardo, Dane Evans, and Nick Arbuckle, like you guys mentioned, I, I fear for Nick Arbuckle uh, and uh, and his career going forward, uh, being with the Ottawa Redblacks this season. And uh, I, I think back to like 2009 or 2008 to 2011 when a bunch of new quarterbacks emerged, and I thought the best of the group was Travis Lule. Now again, we've got a, another group of new quarterbacks emerging, and you mentioned a group in between that really didn't go anywhere. But of this group, I sang the praises of Dane Evans all season long. 
until the other day, I read a uh, story by uh, uh, Marshall Ferguson uh, that broke down some statistics from the 2019 season. And uh, Dane Evans had some very, very, very surprising statistics. His percentage of passes under five yards was 70.5%. The next closest was Jonathan Jennings at 54.5%. You know, the, the average is well below 50%. I didn't see that, you know, as the season happened. Like, like just to put it in some more perspective, he also led in passes behind the line of scrimmage. And watching the, their offense, I didn't notice it change that much. Jeremiah Mazzoli, in, in his starts, was 43% passes under five yards. Well down from there. Uh, clearly, clearly, the Hamilton Ticats changed their offense to adapt to Dane Evans' inexperience behind center. And it worked very, very well until they came up against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in the Grey Cup. Okay. Rolling along. Pat Steinbeck's second trend. Mike Riley. I thought we just talked about Mike Riley. Uh, he's grown his beard back. Did you see that uh, the uh, CDD, which is the Center for Disease Control, has told men, all men, to shave their beards off? Shave their beards. Yep. Shave, shave your beard off. Because the virus sits around in there and gets you sick. So shave your yep. beards off. Okay, so uh, Mike Riley is returning to form. His uh, biggest free agent signing of the 2019 is return to Vancouver, supposedly to bring the Lions back into title contention. That didn't go so well. Uh, his first year back was a nightmare. Oh, well, that was uh, being kind. BC started the season 1-9. Oh, my good Lord. Okay. Uh, yeah, so a lot of things have changed. So this is going to be a trend. This is going to be a trend, really? Is this what he's calling it? Three trends to watch. Mike Riley returning to form. Uh, I think we all know that that's needed for the BC Lions to move forward and uh, hopefully for the CFL because the CFL is always a better league when we have strong teams. All teams are strong. And, I mean, we like the moves that Toronto's made in the offseason. Do we like the moves that Ottawa's made in the No. No. Did Ottawa make any moves? Nothing earth-shattering. Nothing that's going to turn that terrible team around. Well, they made lots of moves. They just weren't good. No. So, moving along. Back to the COVID-19 for a second. Did you see that Advil increases the spread or the um, growth of COVID-19 by tenfold? Do not take Advil if you're sick. Did you guys know that? I did not. Okay, so do not take Advil, cold, and sinus. Uh, At this point in time, Tylenol is the best option, but nobody knows for sure.
Okay. Back to the show. Anybody want to talk about Mike Riley anymore? Are we done with that? Moving on. Don't everybody jump up at once. The last trend of uh, Steinberg's trend, the age of the returner. Oh, this could get interesting. We had 18 touchdowns last year. 18 returned kicks for touchdowns. Pretty good number. One per game, one per week. Yeah, I'm I didn't read it, but over and over Go again. Ahead. What's that? I didn't read it, but weren't 17 of the 18 before Labor Day or something like that? Like, it was it was crazy early on. That's, that's possible. I, I do not have any stats for that. I remember it being something like that. It was, it was, it was just outrageous, and then it just shut off. It was, yeah, it was the worst uh, coverage teams we'd seen in the history of the Canadian Football League. Was it bad coverage or great returners? I think it was a mixture. I was just giving the glass uh, half full side of it, or half empty side of it, sorry. It was all early because further down in the article... 2019 um, punt return majors were actually down. So they moved it, but there was more kickoff returns. But, yeah, no, the numbers did drop. For punt returns? Yeah. Okay. But I think most teams are putting a little bit more emphasis on their kick return. Uh. I think we've all seen how important an extra five yards means to your deep, your offense when they hit the field. If you, if your returner, as opposed to getting you two and three yards, can get you eight to ten yards on a return, then you're going to get better field position all year long. If mm-hmm. that person has the ability to break one or two in a game and get you an extra 20, 25 yards or even touchdown, so much the better. And I think teams are putting a lot more emphasis on the return game. I mean, even BC went and brought we we brought back Chris Rainey of all people. William, what's your thought on the return game? Kind of the opposite of a kick game. Well, yeah. Um, Edmonton signed uh, Calgary's kick returner from last year, Terry, Terry Williams. And obviously, there's a reason they did that. We know how important the kick game is. And, I mean, Calgary's had a pretty good kick return game in the last three years. And too bad they didn't have the guy they had three years ago. But he he's probably in jail again. But, uh, um, yeah, the, kick re- the return game is very important. And, yeah important and and people are emphasizing it more because it gives you instant field position and if you can get a decent kick game and you get an extra 10 yards out of a return 10 yards can make a huge difference in any game especially you know 
when you're trying to score touchdowns. So, yeah, of course it's important. That's about as far as I can stretch on that one, buddy. <laughs> Next. Okay. Yeah, no, no, I appreciate it. It's just a, one of those things that you have to you, – you're kind of dead set against the kicking game. You, you really don't think kickers should be in the CFL. So if kickers weren't in the CFL, then we wouldn't really have a return game, would we? There'd be no punt returners. But all I know is, is it's a lot more exciting to see a guy grab a ball and return it down the field for a touchdown than it is to see a kicker kick the ball to a guy and it goes nowhere. So the kick the kick game can turn the kick kick return can turn a game around big time. And if you go back to uh the two thousand and eighteen Grey Cup, I thought Ottawa and Calgary were pretty pretty even and just before halftime. They kicked the ball to Terry Williams. He took it all the way back for a touchdown. And I do believe that was the play of the game. It was all over after that, even with another half to go. So. Well, the mo- momentum took over. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So who's the Calgary kick returner? Are you happy with them this year? Do you even know if you have one? Uh, no, they're they're well. They were scouring the camps of the states, but since there is not any of those left, I'm sure they've got a bunch of guys out there. Probably a guy in the practice squad you've never heard of. Yeah, and no doubt about it. And I think most teams are the same. Yeah. Uh, you know, all, with the the regional and national combines now canceled and. You know, you, you you have to know who your players are. You, you this is where this year, 2020, is going to be the year of the scouting teams. Okay, this is where your scouting department's going to come in and do their job. And if they don't, you will know about it. Mark, Winnipeg's kicking game or return game. Good, bad, ugly, changed from last year. Was it good last year? Does it need to get better? It was very good last year. I don't think they need to improve it at all. And they've brought all the same guys back, all three of them that they used. So I'm quite happy with that. Definitely the kicking game, return game, is just, it's, you have, you're playing Saskatchewan. John Ryan lines up, kicks one of his 65-yard punts. Ben has now outkicked all the coverage. And a guy with the speed of Chris Rainey or Lucky Whitehead says, thank you very much and goodbye. Night-night. Even if they don't get a touchdown, they get the ball – field the ball at their 10, and when the offense takes it over, it's at the opposing 35. It's huge. And it, it's it's a massive part of everything now. You, every team has a good kick returner. Every single team. Some of the stats in this article are actually kind of neat. Uh, where was the one? Only... Five teams had a punt return for a touchdown. 
that all nine te- six uh, six teams had nine different players go for kick returns for touchdowns. It just it shows you how important it is. It's just the the numbers are crazy like that. I remember and watching the game so from the Lions. Yeah. Uh the guy Ryan Lankford actually had two kick return touchdowns in the same game. Yep. Yep. Which you don't see almost ever. Well, don't don't, don't you don't you win a million dollars if that happens? No, because those are that's for kickoffs. Right. Well, yeah, you said kick returns. Are you talking about punt returns? Sorry, there's punt punt returns. Sorry. Okay. They, they got penalty flags for that. You don't win a million. <laughs> What's that, Phil? They have penalty flags for that. You don't, you don't win a million. Remember, Helen? Helen, if you're listening. Oh, yeah. Call in. Oh, well. Shit happens. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is the end of Pat Steinbeck's Three Trends for 2020. I, I, I'm just not. It's just sad that we're getting the news that it is. Okay, um, moving on here. Where are we? Last week we talked about the highest cap hit in free agency deals. Let's talk about the most cap friendly deals. I think we have a link for this one. Cap-friendly deals. Is there such a thing as a cap? Oh, I just keep seeing those green boobs. These are the least cap-friendly deals. No, these are the most cap-friendly deals. We well, did the least that comes up when you oh, the five it. least cap-friendly deals from free agency oh. camp. Yeah. Free agency and overspending go hand-in-hand in in virtually all professional sports. The CFL is no exception. Okay. And here are the... uh, Below are the five least cap-friendly signings from this year. Chris Kasher, defensive lineman, BC Lions. Kasher's coming off a breakout season. And BC Lions are paying him $145,000 on a one-year deal with a $50,000 signing bonus. I don't think that that's so uncap-friendly considering his talent. They're saying it's because he wouldn't have been a starter in Calgary. So it just seemed a big jump in pay to them. That BC didn't have to pay him that much. Okay. Linebacker Kevin Francis, another BC Lion. Oh, BC's kind of overspending here is what they're trying to tell us. Signed a one-year deal worth $100,000 in hard money, including 23000 signing bonus. That's not so bad. He made $95,000 last year, and BC Lions overpaid that by $5,000, and this is a bad thing? 
He played seven games and had eight special team tackles. He's depth. He's depth. He also he's, gets a He's never really been a starter in his game. Yeah. That's a lot of money for depth. He's good depth, and he's he's a great yeah. special teamer. Montreal Alouette. But maybe he has any. Maybe he has intangibles that go with him, too, that, you know, maybe he's a good teacher. Who knows? Taekwon Glass, defensive back, Montreal Alouette. One-year deal worth a hundred grand. I, I, what is this? Who wrote this article? Three Down Nation. Oh, who's surprised by that? John Hodge. Who's surprised by that? There's nothing in this article that's redeeming. Marcus Thigpen with Toronto. You know, if, if, when, when you're going to tell me a, a least cap-friendly signing, I'm going to think of Suk Chung at 235000 or something like that. Uh, Mike Riley at, at seven and a quarter. Bo Levi at, at, at seven twenty. Uh, these are not cap-friendly contracts. When you're signing I mean, a guy for $95,000, that, how is that not cap-friendly? Because if you read it all, he also says about Glass that the guys that are comparable with him are being paid $75,000. So they overpaid by 25000 on the size of the salary cap the CFL has. That's a lot of money when it, it adds up quick. <laughs> They're going not on the so much on the actual size of the contract. It's what they were making last year and what their stats are. Because basically, I read the last one with Justin Tuggle for Edmonton. Uh, he's mm-hmm. basically been brought in to replace Larry Dean, who was making two hundred and ten thousand dollars, and they got Justin Tuggle for a hundred and twenty thousand. That seems to be okay. That would be yeah, yeah. That doesn't seem unfriendly. I'm not going to pretend that I followed. I'm not going to pretend that I followed Tyquan Glass on every play, every snap he played this year. But just you know, reading the, the background here, <laughs> anyone who made that that many starts at at both boundary corner and boundary half uh, certainly has a value. You know, in Saskatchewan, we have uh, Nick Marshall playing the uh, the boundary corner. But no one would ever think, you know, maybe in 2020, but in 2019, no one would ever suggest that he would be capable of, of playing uh, boundary half, even though he's had two very successful years at boundary corner in the CFL. Um, so uh, type one glass certainly has uh, something – that we haven't talked about here is, which is a sort of a, a, a field knowledge, uh, uh, clearly, or at least some coaches have thought so. He's also familiar with the. He, he, this is a return to Montreal. I don't know, and that that kind of brings you back to that intangible. Uh, 
you know, that he, he was gone for a season and they realized, hey, this is a good dressing room guy. And uh, while he was away, he, he made some pretty key starts for the Edmonton Eskimos, who had a pretty good secondary at certain points during the season last year. I'm just not seeing it on this article. I think John Hodge is just wasting our time. Not really surprised. a three down nation? Oh. Yeah, seriously. Who would have thunk it? No. Okay. So let's go into something really exciting right over to a Sportsnet article. Oh, much better. Yeah, really. Veteran defensive lineman Sean Lemon surprised to still be a CFL free agent. Now, we think Sean Lemon's a pretty good free agent right now, and he should be signed with a team, if not BC somewhere. Um, Why isn't he? I wish I knew. Younger, Is he just asking too much money? I think asking too much money and probably a little bit, um, uh, a little bit too old. Well, yeah, there's that too. And the new CBA. That too. With with the raise and the minimum salary. Seems and. The high-end quarterbacks getting paid high-end money. The middle guy, the hundred to hundred and fifty thousand dollars, thirty-one-year-old. He better take whatever he can get because that salary's getting squeezed out. So, is is the fact that Sean Lemon is still a free agent on Sean? It's probably on both. You could probably throw in a mix of both there. That he would. Now it also says he didn't get a single offer. So we don't even know what he was asking. If nobody offered anything, we don't even know what he was asking. Gentlemen, I'd like to weigh in and, and say that we don't have defensive ends in the CFL anymore. Who are the Joe Montford uh, pass rushing types? We need defensive ends in the CFL who are uh, like like the Winnipeg Blue Bombers uh, utilized in Willie Jefferson this past season. We need uh, defensive ends who are capable of dropping back into a zone blitz. Yep. Uh, Sean Lemon is a dying breed that. of a type of defensive end in the CFL, and there was only maybe two to three teams in 2019 that could have used a rusher like he, he was in their defense. And because BC was so much in disarray in, the, in their pass rush when, when they brought him back, uh, he was the best plug and play for the position. But going into 2020 and the way the league is changing, uh, I just believe Sean Lemon is going to have a very hard time. Nothing against him. I love him as a pass rusher. Enjoyed watching him. But honestly, I personally, I just believe he's going to have a hard time finding a defense that can utilize his strengths. You're definitely. 
No, he's definitely right on that. You look at what Winnipeg mm-hmm. did last year, using four defensive ends on the field at the same time. They have to be able to go all over the place. Without question. Is the Don Matthews effect come full force and pretty much all around to all nine teams in the league? You want to explain for the to, for the listeners yeah. for Don on your Don Matthews comment? Well, I want to explain just how far of uh, ahead of the NFL that CFL defenses were in adapting, and they had to be. If you remember in the early 1990s, CFL uh, 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 offenses were putting up record passing yards. From about 1990 to or 89 through about 1997 or 8, the, the passing yards just went through the roof. If you want to look at, at all the passing single season passing records that were set at that time, that you know we we see a few broken now. That we've seen it defenses adapt, and and Don Matthews knew the league or knew her to the league and still being young and bright at the time, he was one of the first to adapt and sort of break away from that American mentality of having three heavy-set linebackers behind four very heavy-set defensive linemen and defensive ends who only rushed and only had the outside move, basically. Uh, And the league, league changed. He started throwing different kinds of blitzes and... Through that, throwing different kinds of blitzes, we started seeing something called the zone blitz, which they say in the NFL was was uh, um, invented in 1998 or 1999, the first zone blitz. And that's where defensive ends will actually drop back, particularly the right end uh, in the CFL, will, will drop back into the, the area that would normally have been covered by the, the linebacker or the defensive halfback in, in, in maybe a, a closer zone. Uh, and, and it was near the NFL then. Uh, that particular coach I mentioned, he was already using it in the CFL, and now every CFL team, or at least uh, one doc, or documentary I've seen before last season, or one little clip I've seen before last season, seven of nine teams were using it, on, using it or threatening it on every single play. And that's where the, the tight end style uh, player like Willie Jefferson, uh, that is lanky, long, can catch a ball, cover a lot of territory, uh, has really, really changed the league. And in the last few years, we're, we've seen that accelerated, basically. And, and, and I would like to mention this, guys like Chris Jones kind of pushed that a lot in the, in the CFL. It's changed defenses everywhere. Sorry, I'm going on too long. That's all I got. Well, it's an interesting analysis. William, Sean Lemon, is it surprising you that he's still a a free agent? Is he a dinosaur, as Phil kind of just said? Yeah, you know what? I don't think he's a dinosaur. I think if... uh somebody gets in trouble 
for defensive ends near the beginning of the year. He's the first guy they're going to call. And by that time, he'll probably be desperate enough to accept, you know, the minimum amount for a veteran player, which is, what is it, 85, 90? I don't know. So I don't think he's washed up. Not by a long shot. I think he's got a couple, at least a couple years left in him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I would uh, I would take him on anybody's team, to be honest with you, because he still, it, it never fails. Wherever he goes, he still manages to get 10 or 13 sacks a season, and, and half the time you hardly even notice him. So, to me, that says he's he's doing a good job. So and he did I mean he and as little as improvement as they had last year, he did improve the the Lions defensive line when he came to BC last year. And I think he not did. only is he good defense he's a good defensive player, I think he's a leader in that locker room to be honest with you. So but he has always seemed to be a guy who wanders quite a bit. So, on the field or from team to team? From team to team. I was about the money for him. Even the years he was in Calgary, it was always about the money. So you can't blame him for that. But then you also no. got to. I mean, you have to build your team with players that want to be there. Right. Well, and I, and, but I think that's part of the reason that no team has picked him up because we know he's going to go somewhere else next year or the year after if they even want him. Okay. I, I, all I'm saying is if he had a stuck to one team, maybe they would have kept him around a little longer than he is because I don't. I I'm really I'm really up in the air whether he'll get a job this year or not. And I think if he doesn't, that's too bad because I think he's got at least two more years left in him. I could see him as a possible injury replacement. Yeah. If someone gets an injury, especially early on. Right. Right. So. Okay. We can all work on that. So, our last subject, three-year-old Mosaic Stadium needs repair. Why do these new stadiums have many, 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 many issues? I Personally, pouring concrete at minus 40 doesn't work. Okay? Makes sense, just, I think. I'm just going out on a limb here and saying maybe we should be constructing these things during the summer months. Just, just any anybody else? And yes, I understand that this is not a, con, a concrete construction issue with uh, Mosaic. Well, I, I will say that Mosaic's problem is not quite as bad as uh, IGF was. This, they're just—I think they're actually just leveling out some spots. Um, 
I th- I'm the one who originally posted it, and I only posted it was because of the headline that the Regina Leader Post put out with it. It was like it was a massive problem, and they're leveling some spots. It's like a hundred thousand dollar fix. Unlike Winnipeg, who poured concrete in the winter and has spent millions upon millions fixing it. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. This is just a bumpy surface in the concourse that's taken a shift and a dip. Well, you know, that is basically, you could write that one off to frost heaving. You know, who knows what, what's causing this concrete to heave. Depends on what's under it. But they've got a $100,000 repair bill. Wah. How did this even that's make one- the news? That's one week. Um, Jersey sales. Slow, Our slow news week. That's how. Phil, we will be the, we will be the, we will be the best expert on this. But it, it is in Regina. It's, it is just expansion joints and expansion joint covers. Uh, is is a problem. The, the covers they put in the expansion joints uh, need to be replaced, and there might need to be some grinding down. Uh, it's probably because of that fucking jersey that got buried in there, and uh, but but Will I think will be the the best person to cover this. You don't like that jersey? Well, I heard that I that might have caused this problem. Is uh, fans uh, drilling into the concrete trying to find that jersey to drill out the last fragment? <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Uh, you know, when BC Place was renovated, they they um, they put these really fancy washrooms all over the place. And there's a lot of washrooms because it's a 60,000-seat stadium, so there's a lot of more washrooms than what there are in, say, IGF or Mosaic. Um, but they had all these really nice brass drains in the bathroom. And I guess some entrepreneurial person or persons went was going around and stealing them. So there, they actually had a substantial uh, repair bill just by converting all of the brass drains in the floors of the washrooms over to um, urethane plastic. I got a buddy of mine who got the contract to do it. So it, I mean, it's kind of fun. And, and it, the, the bill to replace all these drains was almost this much. So I'm, I'm really not thinking that a $100,000 repair bill is all that substantial, nor does it actually need to hit the news. That's my opinion. Why wouldn't BC, why wouldn't BC use Canadian bitumen to uh, build those, uh, those drains in the first place rather than brass? Why would you point. use bitumen in what? You want asphalt in there? No, plastic. With PVC or or urethane, why wouldn't you use that in the first place? Because brass is cool. I suppose. Let's put it this way. If somebody was going to give me brass fixtures for my bathroom or give me plastic fixtures for my bathroom, I'm taking brass every day. Uh, yeah, or I guess copper, so. Over plastic, or sure. silver, or gold, or platinum, or titanium, or any other precious metal. 
plastic doesn't do it for me. In fact, I think we should ban plastic outright. It, it's far worse for the environment of this world than what carbon is. What I don't understand is why we have been, why we have had plastic straws banned, and everybody. We used to get plastic straws wrapped in a paper bag. Now we're getting plastic or paper straws wrapped in a plastic bag. I. Where's the logic here? Please, somebody, share some insight with me. See. Nobody's stepping there up isn't because any logic. there's no logic. But it's a fact. It's truly a fact. Okay? We used to have plastic straws, and they were in a paper sack. Now we're getting paper straws, and they're in a plastic bag, plastic sleeve. I just got one at the pub the other night. It was like, seriously? Give me my plastic straw back. At least it doesn't collapse after five minutes. I don't know. Okay. So what have you all got to say now? Any any final comments, final words on our lack of CFL news for the last week? Let's hope it gets better, but I don't know how it's going to. It's not okay. going to get so, better. Let, let, let's, let's hear some good news here. I got some good news. China has closed down its last coronavirus hospital with not enough new cases to support it. Doctors in India have been successful in treating the coronavirus with a combination of three or four different drugs. They're going to suggest the same medicine globally. Researchers at a medical center claim to have found an antibody against the coronavirus. A 103-year-old Chinese grandmother has made a full recovery from COVID-19 after being treated for six days. Apple reopens all 42 stores in China. Cleveland Clinic has developed a test that gives results in hours, not days. Good news from South Korea, where the numbers of new cases are declining. Italy is hard hit. Experts say only because they have the oldest population in Europe. You, you would think that the old people weren't going to be socializing quite as much as the younger people. But anyhow, scientists in Israel likely to announce the development of a corona vaccine. Three Maryland coronavirus patients fully recovered, able to return to everyday life. A network of Canadian scientists are making excellent progress in COVID-19 research. A San Diego biotech company is developing a COVID-19 vaccine in collaboration with Duke University and the National University of Singapore. That just means that a biotech company is trying to make money. Tulsa County's first positive COVID-19 case has fully recovered. This individual has had two negative tests, which is the indicator of recovery. And all seven patients who were getting treated at the Safdarjan Hospital in New Delhi have recovered. This one is a little weird for me. Plasma from newly recovered patients from COVID-19 can treat others infected with COVID-19. So they're taking blood 
from people who have beat the disease, obviously because they now have uh, antibodies against this disease, and they're in, they're they're using it to treat other patients who are still at high risk. I don't know. I I, I don't want anybody else's blood. And the Not first really. Philippine first Philippines case has been discharged. Okay, so. Those are good newses, aren't they? That's po- that's positive. Yeah, all of those wanna, were positive. I don't want to put a damper on it, but th- did you read that headline? Canada still, or what does it say? Canada still has toilet paper shortage. Yeah, I know. I okay, personally, so. that every pack of toilet paper right now should be given a condom. Just so that these people don't reproduce. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, though, I keep hearing about this shortage, but every store I go into, I always find uh, toilet paper wherever. I've been to three or four stores and they had toilet paper. I, maybe I went I was into just lucky enough to go after they re, uh, re, um, replenished. I don't know. I, I was in Costco last week before this thing got out of control. And uh, we went in there at 11 o'clock in the morning, and they were completely sold out of all toilet paper. It was just like a, a mad feeding frenzy. Uh, and we just kind of puttered around and got all of our other stuff and left. Uh, two days ago, Costco, same Costco up in Kamloops, uh, the wait line, I don't know if you guys have ever been into Costco. I'm going to assume you have. The wait line was yep. all the way back to the uh, toilet paper section. Which is the very yeah, back like row? Like, what's the matter with people? Do they honestly yeah. not think that they're, they're, you know? The thing is, the, they're the saying fun- though that grocery stores and stuff like that are not shutting down. Even if they were to go to a total shutdown, I don't know if we're going to get to that point. But even if we did, grocery stores would still be open, and the people would be allowed to go to grocery stores. It's not like. All of a sudden, these stores are going to shut down and toilet paper is not going to be available to people. So what do you need 300 rolls for? Toilet paper wasn't around 100 years ago. Yeah, people seem to get by all right. Some of these people are buying this. I'm convinced they were buying it to sell it. You know, I buy uh, 50-pound boxes of rags from a company called Worth, and they cost me 5 bucks a box for my shop. (laughs) Okay. Just saying, it's cheaper than toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Well, why are you paying that price for rags? I'm sorry, just sorry to interject, but uh, I've been in the industry for 15 years and uh, farm equipment industry before that for for 25 years, and I don't remember uh, paying that price for rags uh, even even 30 years ago. Rags are so, expensive. So, so basically, what you're saying is, Will, can you supply uh, Phil with a contact? Yep, absolutely. Because we cut up our own our own uh, clothing in this house have for 15 years uh, for rags for me to take to the rig because uh, rags are so expensive in Alberta. A lot of rigs don't don't provide them, and sometimes it's up to the, to the drilling to the drilling contractor. And and sometimes it's up to the oil company to provide rags, and nobody seems to want to do it. 
and uh, it's particularly since the oil price cra crashed five years ago, I provide my own rags, and uh, I'm going through more pairs of scissors. That's that's my biggest expense to cut them up. So, uh, Will, if you could hook me up on a, on a low-cost rag provider, uh, I'm up for that. Sure, Don, we got that seat. Forget right. Don't match. <laughs> well, and Phil, I hear after this whole virus thing is over, there's going to be a lot of toilet paper up for sale. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have to probably switch to toilet paper. There'll be a bunch of what? people that say, "What have I done?" Well, and 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 they should, you know. It's like seriously. I haven't experienced any shortages whatsoever. I went to Costco on Friday night. They didn't have any chicken, but that's the first thing people buy is chicken because it's cheap. They had lots of beef. They didn't have toilet paper. They didn't have rice. They had everything else. And then I went to Safeway on Sunday morning, and they had everything. So, Yeah. And, and you know what? Uh, Kruger, who right now is the largest toilet paper manufacturer in Canada, says that there will be no issue with supply. He says they're not even running at full capacity right now. There is the the, the demand isn't there. I I don't own an AR15, but could you tell me the address for for Kruger's factory? But it, it's on it's in Vancouver. It's in New Westminster. I used to work there. It used to be called Scott Paper. I worked there 30, 30 years ago. I go over it every time I ride the SkyTrain, which isn't that often, my, my, but I do. My one, my one and only union job, it lasted all of about oh, nine months. Then they fired me. I thought union people couldn't get fired. They could if you piss off the union enough. Christopher yeah, he used upon himself, Charles. I, I cannot I cannot think of a job that I have had in my life that I haven't been fired from. I, I've quit a couple times just before I got fired, but I have never I, I don't I don't know of a job that I hadn't been fired from. Why I want to pretend that I'm surprised. I, I just tell I just tell people what I think, and most people don't don't want to hear that. People hate the okay. truth. They hate the truth. They people hate the truth. Okay, uh, the the show's over, guys. We talked it through. And yeah, we, we were caught. We spun around a few times, but you know what? We did a pretty good job. Uh, this has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number four hundred and twenty-seven. I've been your host Christopher Jones, and we talk football and coronavirus and rags from the oil rigs. Uh, thanks very, very much for listening. Hopefully we'll have more to talk about next week that is football related and, uh, we'll see what happens. We're probably going to have Mark back again for two weeks in a row, which is going to be a bit of a shocker. Uh, say good night, everybody. Mark, go ahead. Good night, everybody. I will be on next week and DC sucks. Yeah. Charles. Good night, folks. A lot of things are getting canceled right now during this, uh, Virus outbreak, but this show is not one of them. I've thought about it. Phil. Great. Make me a liar. Hey, good night, everybody. 
Good night, everybody. And just remember, uh, roughnecks don't always get rags when they get to work. Instead of throwing out your clothes, give them to some roughnecks so they can cut them up for rags. Willie, say good night. Good night, everybody. It has been a slice. And go, Wells, go. You have a good one, buddy. Cheers. <laughs>